Hello, you're listening to No Such Word Is Can't with me, Hazel McBride. I was always told growing up that there was no such word as can't, and I genuinely believe that that mentality instilled a belief in me that anything was possible if I just set my mind to it. As someone who started off with a seemingly impossible dream and somehow made it my reality, I want to help more people achieve their goals by giving them actionable advice, as well as sharing stories from others who have done the same. Today, I get to welcome the woman who is taking TikTok by storm with her epic workout videos. It's Christina Giraud. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I am so excited to sit down and chat to you about all things female entrepreneur and workouts and everything. But you are the owner of Power and Flow Studio. For anyone that hasn't seen, has been living under a rock and hasn't seen your TikTok videos, uh, could you give yourself a little brief introduction? Yeah, so I am the owner, sole owner of Power and Flow in Scottsdale, Arizona in the United States. We specialize in indoor cycling, which is what majority of my videos are. In fact, all of them are, uh, but also strength training and yoga classes as well. So we've been open for about two and a half years. We are a pandemic baby. Mm. Um, We've survived and she's grown bigger than I could have ever imagined. I'm very proud of her. You've done more than just survived. It seems like (laughs) you guys have flourished. So where did the idea of starting your own studio come from? Have you always had a passion for fitness? I've always had a passion for fitness. I grew up playing sports. I never had a passion for entrepreneurship, quite honestly. Mm -hmm. So uh, owning my own business was never a dream of mine. It was Mm -hmm. never like on my, um, you know, wish list, but through this passion, um, and through a little bit of heartache, honestly, you know, having a couple, having a door close on me while I was teaching full time, I decided to take the leap. So I was not ready to take the leap, but I promised my community that I would, and then instantly Googled, how do you start a business (laughs) and started the process? So it was interesting and I'm very happy that I did it. Yeah, just using all of those free resources that you can, you know, what's step one? Yeah, let's go to Google. I literally did. <laughs> I, like, I like printed it out and checked stuff off the list. I literally followed like a 12-step plan on how to start a business. And here I am. I love it because so many people have ideas or have dreams and think, oh, how do I even get started? But so much of it is just taking that first step. Exactly. It's really just one step at a time and, um, you know, being self-funded and owned it was just really my husband and I like talking through it and that was always his thing he's like just do one thing let's just start first let's go Mm. here and let's do the second thing and then let's do this and let's I'm like okay so I broke it into like one step at a time and that made it more manageable so it was a little less stressful and getting everything done yeah because I I'd heard you mention I think on on one of your videos you said that you know you've mentioned you're the sole owner it's completely self-funded you and your husband pretty much put all of your savings into this idea. What was that like? Because I imagine that being totally terrifying. It was completely terrifying. And without getting too far into the weeds of the, of the story, you know, we um, were really set on becoming, you know, financially uh, independent or whatnot. Like we, we paid off a lot of debt and we just started saving a lot of money. Mm. And my husband just kept saying, well, it's earmarked. It's earmarked. I'm like, well, earmarked for what? Let's go on vacation. Like we've paid Mm -hmm. off our debt. We've spent years doing this. And um, he just kept saying, no, 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 we need, we need to just keep saving. And we really didn't know what we were saving for. It just felt really comfortable for us to have money saved for a rainy day. And 
when that rainy day came, you know, he looked at me and said, I think I know what that money was for now. And I just Mm -hmm. (laughs) remember thinking like, are you kidding me? Is this, is this what, is this what we're going to use it for? And it was scary. And it it was a moment where I had to promise myself and promise him that I was going to do whatever I could to make it work. And that's I love what I, that. I love that. I think it definitely takes a certain type of person to have the self-motivation and even to an extent, some of the self-confidence, of course, it helps having the support of a partner or a friend or a business partner, but within yourself, so much of being an entrepreneur is you having to do all of the work without anyone telling you what to do. What kind of qualities do you have that you think helped you with that? I will draw a lot of it to my childhood and playing sports and having parents and coaches and even teammates who had family that said, like, we don't give up. We Mm. are going to work hard until we, you know, get the win or whatever it looks like. And if we don't win, it's going to be because we tried our best and just couldn't get it done. But I think it was always instilled in me. And I, I had parents that worked really hard. I had really great examples um, of people that just didn't give up no matter what. So I think it was always instilled in me not to waver on something that was really important to me and something I was really passionate Mm -hmm. about just because it got hard or it felt unobtainable. And one thing that I'm really good at is if I can drop my ego and see that other people have accomplished it, and I mm-hmm. know that it's at least possible. It's really mm-hmm. easy for me. Like, okay, if they can do it, I can totally do it. And the, I just, I just lean into that. So I love seeing other people's stories and other people's wins, because it gives me the the um, kind of like the the verification that it's possible. I think that's wonderful, and I think that's another thing that stops so many people from trying is saying the words, "Well, all of these other people are doing it already. Why should I?" But every yeah. single person is something different to add there's to a, a conversation you know there's a bazillion restaurants that make a cheeseburger <laughs> and yet you have millions of people that choose each one independently because of a different variation in how much pepper or salt they put on the meat you know so yeah it's there's there's space for all of us and I was excited to be able to truly believe that I could bring something to a space here in Arizona that really had a, a large spin community and a lot of spin studios and I knew that I can make my mark in it Yeah, I mean, you absolutely did. But what did some of those people you spoke about your community, you know, your parents, your friends that were very supportive? What were their first reactions when you said to them, okay, guys, I've gone all in, I'm opening a studio? Well, what's really interesting about it is I kind of shut everyone out. Oh, you know, you're, you're, I was laser focused. So Mm. it was really me and my husband and and really me because he still had his day job. And he's like, this is all you, baby girl, like you have to (laughs) know all the ins and outs. And it was on purpose. I needed to know all the ins and outs about my business. I needed to be able to speak all of the business language. And so Mm -hmm. he made it a priority to make, to always be available if I needed him, but make me learn. And so I did a lot of it on my own in private because there's nothing worse than sharing that you're doing something and then having to explain, oh, it didn't work out. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of the work in private. And that is something that I preach a lot in my classes. Like the work that we do in private will always come to light. And there's something really powerful about working in silence and then just showing up and being like, this is who I am now. And I think that's really powerful. So that's kind of what I did. Um, my family, you know, as they started to find out, were always actually very supportive. And I think they also knew who they were talking to and knew that I would mm. make it happen. You know, they know me, so they knew I would make it happen. 
Yeah. And you spoke about wanting to bring something a little bit different to the spin community that already existed there. You know, obviously you have other aspects in your studio like yoga, etc. Did you always set out with a specific vision or did it kind of come to you as you went? It came to me as I went. So when I initially started Power and Flow, I could only go off of my current you know, experience in the spin community um, in Scottsdale, Arizona. And so my initial thought was, well, I'm going to open a space that is solely community driven, um, that is a positive space, that is an inclusive space. And that was just based off of my experience elsewhere. And at no point did I think that it would turn into um, what it is today. And I think the beautiful piece about that is I allowed these new souls and these new people who I'd never met before, mind you, many pieces of my studio, many of the studio were, are brand new to me because of power and flow, but opening up a space and allowing room for them to show up as themselves and add to the four walls that were created. That's why power and flow is where she's at today and why she looks the way she looks and why we operate the way we operate because I've allowed so many of these souls to come in and give me a piece of them to add to the mix. And so the four walls, I've said it before, they were built by me and I got to pick all the different plugs and wherever all the outlets went in the lights, but she only breathes and continues to flourish because of my community and what they bring to the table. I love that. And how important is it to you for anyone who comes to your classes or or visits Power and Flow to be able to see themselves represented in their fitness instructors or to have a safe space for them to go and work out that's you know free from harmful narratives that can sometimes I think permeate the fitness space yeah I think for me my space was always designed and and especially now has cultivated into this space of not only just movement but joy and acceptance Mm. and integrity and accountability and self-love And so those are the things that I stand by. And those are the pillars that I will always stand by. And so when people enter my space, I think it's like instant that they feel it. In fact, I've gotten feedback that it's instant that they feel it. They're like, wow, wait, something's happening. And it's because their leader tolerates nothing less than that. Hmm. So anyone can come in. I have members on my team of all different shapes, sizes, and colors. I have members within my community of all different shapes, sizes, and colors with all different fitness backgrounds. I've watched people go from never riding and spin at all to starting in our back row and can't hold a rhythm to now being in the center of our room, helping me lead the room. And literally on all the videos that you're seeing posted over a period of six months to a year, because they've established consistency and strength and growth, not only just on the bike, but within our community to feel like this is a safe space where I can show up as I want, work really hard and just become a different version of myself that I really enjoy. Yeah, I think it's, it is such a powerful message. And I think it's very contrasting to honestly, the majority of the narrative within the fitness space or within diet culture, you know, you're constantly told as, especially as a woman, you know, oh, you have to deprive yourself. You have to punish your body in these workouts, you know, and look at the results that you can get when instead of going that negative route, you instead thank your body for, hey, thank you for letting me get through this class and carrying me through life. And I'm going to invest time in you to make sure that I'm going to be around longer. Yep. Absolutely. Growing up, I 
was also, I was, you know, very built and muscular growing up playing sports and genetics mm. and whatnot. And for the better part of my adolescence, I would wear long sleeves or three quarter sleeves to hide my muscles, to hide my arms. You know, I was nicknamed after my older brother, you know, as oh. he's obviously a male, right? Um, and so I was really insecure about my body. I was told that I should stop working out my upper body because it's too muscular and and whatnot. And now I've developed a space that I get to celebrate my body and I get to celebrate what it does. And we do that after every class, we pause and we thank our body and our community for doing exactly what we asked it to do and just moving. So coming from a space where I felt insecure about my body, now having a space where I get to say, here is my body and this is what it can do mm -hmm. is a really powerful statement. Yeah, that resonates so much with me, actually. You just saying that you were nicknamed after your older brother. I was voted Mr. Universe in my school yearbook. And I remember being so upset as like a 16-year-old girl as a competitive swimmer. So again, I had big shoulders and muscular arms and no one else seemed to realize why that was so hurtful. And, you know, my muscles had won me gold medals. Like I was so proud of them, but other people didn't see it that way because they were like, oh, you don't fit the typical body structure of what we think a woman should look like. Yep, exactly. And that's sad. I'm sorry that happened to you, but look at us now. We're I know, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? And we can build other women up as well, which is exactly yeah. what you do in your classes. And my, my whole thing with power and flow and with my take on life in general is that if it's called upon you and if it's your purpose, I don't care what you look like or what your body looks like. What I care about is your heart and your soul and your work ethic. Um, can we trust you to show up authentically as yourself mm. and work hard and to push us to work hard and to hold us accountable to do good work and be our best? Um, all of that outside appearance comes secondary to what's happening on the inside. And I think the community that has been built and those who come into our studio and those who take us online see that and feel that as being very real and very true. I can show up as myself and all that matters is what's happening on the inside of my mind and my body. The rest will come later. Yeah, absolutely. And honestly, I think it's something very unique that you bring because even if you watch one of your videos on social media, or I'm sure people that visit um, your studio spin as a as in general a spin class can feel very intimidating like it's it's a big deal and it's a difficult workout like even as a fit person attending a spin class like you're gonna struggle so I don't know what it is about you that just seems to draw people and I think it's that entire mentality that you have that no matter how intense those workouts clearly are you still want to join yeah I think I've found a really beautiful way to represent both power and flow mm, yeah. with, within my posts. And I think there is um, an underlying message that's being said, like we can be very strong, mm. but nearly every class we cry, like in nearly <laughs> every class, there's, there's an emotional element to it that I don't show on social media, right? Mm. Like these are parts of the, that, that you don't get to see in the one minute clip. Mm -hmm. um, but there is this really powerful message between this very strong, powerful video and then the caption that I'll say or the comments that you'll see me respond to 
those overall tell a very big picture of who I am. And I think mm-hmm. by people seeing how I respond, um, they can see a really just loving, caring woman who has a very soft side to her, but will also roll my shoulders back and and know exactly what I bring to the table and will do it powerfully. Definition of woman. Right there. <laughs> right there. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Can I ask you, where did the name come from? Power and Flow? How did you yeah. think it up? Yeah, I, after going through a series of, of ideas, Power Flow was designed because before I opened up my business, I considered myself all power. So I, again, was an athlete growing up. Everything I did was go, go, go. I didn't rest. I didn't recover. I wanted to lift more. I wanted to do more. I wanted to move, move, move. And I didn't have that juxtaposition. I didn't have the other piece where I get to say, okay, it's okay to not do this today. It's okay to slow down. It's okay to rest. So the power piece was me telling myself I can have this piece still, but as I get older and learn more about my body and the needs of the world and and especially post pandemic, it was letting people know too, that it's okay to need to slow down. It's okay to feel broken or sad some days. It's okay to have to fight to show up. Mm. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be human. And for so many years, I had to wear this cloak of, oh, I'm a strong woman because I was muscular, because I looked really powerful. I had to pretend that I was and couldn't show emotion. Mm. I finally did. It was actually by accident in a spin class that I ended up showing emotion. And the response was like a wide-eyed, like, oh my gosh, we've never seen this. And my room actually cheered for me. Wow. And it was a, a moment of like exhale where I was like, oh my gosh, I don't have to be this tough girl all the time. I can actually show emotion. Mm-hmm. So realizing that I can have power and a piece of flow, which is just this softness, this emotional piece. And that's not weak. It's not um, being overdramatic. It's being human. So it was very, very intentional to put the and and not the or like I can mm. have both and I can be both and I am. And yeah. so the evolution of even our logo, it was just the plus sign power and flow, just the plus sign. But now I've added two lines in it, which symbolize, you know, those two working in parallel. You can walk through life in parallel, having both power and the sense of flow and just ease as you let things happen. I think it's also really important to have that message so that people understand that these classes or workouts or fitness in general isn't always just about your physical health either. Mm -mm. No, for a long time, you know, people would, would wait before class would start and they'd wait before starting because they needed to turn on their watch. Oh, I've got to see how many calories I've burned. And while we still have some people who do that, um, slowly over the two and a half years, I wear a watch, but I use it for the clock. I don't care how many calories you burn Mm -hmm. because what matters is what, what are we able to draw up and out and make room for to come back in and fill us up. And that's what our classes are about and have been about, but they really are about that now. And it's, it's really beautiful to draw it away from calories burned, Mm -hmm. how many points you get or anything like that to how does this feel in my body today? Yeah, I absolutely love that. I also love that on your website, you specifically write, make sure you eat before class, like eat, hydrate, take care we of yourself. We eating nachos in this space. I am such a nacho yes. lover. Yes. <laughs> 
we normalize fueling your body. Mm-hmm. I mean, you need that to just operate in life. Um, and, and within our four walls, we absolutely normalize fueling your body in any way that you see fit. Yeah. Yeah. And personally, I'm on that kind of path at the moment. I'm running a marathon this year. Pray for me. Uh, <laughs> getting back into the, I have to eat Haribo. I have to eat Haribo. Thank pasta, you. <laughs> pasta, pasta. Exactly. And I've actually started listening to your Spotify playlists to get me through my runs. And that brings me on to kind of my next question about the element of the music that you use in your classes. I find very unique. And I think that definitely, you know, connects with people who watch specifically your videos on TikTok. I think that music immediately draws people in. So do you do the music yourself? Where does it come from? Has that oh, been a passion? I mean, I wish I love it. People are like she's a DJ. <laughs> I wish I had the skill. And, and it's funny. I feel like I'm starting to to want to learn how to create my own music. But no, I find my music on the internet like everybody else can. Mm-hmm. Um, I think very similar to um, people's taste in music or food or the things that they enjoy, I hear music a certain way. Mm-hmm. And that's unique to everyone. How we hear music and how we move to it um, is kind of a superpower in the spin community when you're choosing to make your playlist. And so I've curated just this ear to hear a type of track and know like, this is going to be fire. Like I'm going to be mm-hmm. able to teach this very well. So I do not make my own music. Um, I am so grateful for all the artists that do and allow me to play these really dope tracks, but no, I just curate music. That's already been created by someone very talented. I'm just um, imagining you up on the bike, like with some decks, like let's go guys. <laughs> Like mixing some chins. At the I same mean, time. I, I, I actually feel it like coming into my bones where I'm like, what would it look like to actually create something <laughs> of my own? And what would that sound like? But I am still so far in the depths of running my business that yeah, creating that type of learning, like going through that learning curve, which just, I don't have the time for it just yet, but you never know. You never know. Yeah. I mean, the vibes are immaculate, honestly. Like if I'm oh. ever in Arizona, I'm coming to you. <laughs> <laughs> they're always immaculate but I I believe wholeheartedly that they are that at many other studios as well but mm-hmm. I think I have absolutely developed an ear to hear music in a certain way so I hear little nuances where I'm like that part that part's gonna hit yeah and it usually does so I'm proud of it I think there's definitely certain types of people that gravitate towards different types of workouts for sure and I know that some people have been commenting um, to you that your classes are better than Peloton or or whatever. And you've had some backlash um, from people online about that. And I adored your response video. But what what does it how does it make you feel that some you know, people can be so threatened to see a black self-funded female ent- entrepreneur killing it? You know, to, to be honest with you, I I feel nothing in a sense that you know, what I have been called to do and what has been placed on my heart and my soul to build within my community has always been with a full knowledge that, and I've said it many times, if you watch enough of my content online, as far as full classes, I'll say, I don't need 8 billion people to love power and flow or to come into my studio. I only have 35 bikes and only 20 classes (laughs) a week. So, but, but I have found the right people. 
And I'm so proud of the people that do see um, the magic that we are creating within Mm -hmm. power and flow. So I, I feel nothing more than to protect the baby that was built from nothing and is now making waves nationwide. And I said it probably within the first three months of my business and actually have a shirt that was created that I need to be very clear that we are no better than and no less than anybody else. Um, and I stand by that. And so what we created was designed for the person that needed to meet me in my community in this part of their life. And I am so grateful. So one of the things I love to say is, you know, there are people out there who are waiting to meet you who don't even know you exist. Yes. I think that's what the creation of power and flow did is it brought me to people that I didn't know existed and vice versa. And we're just like, holy cow, we get to create this magic together. So I I feel nothing more than just knowing that I stand in a space that was created for people that needed to meet me and needed to have power and flow on their life, myself included. Yeah. And what would your advice be to people who are looking to get more involved in the fitness space or potentially, you know, become personal trainers or, or get into a career with regards to fitness, but maybe don't see themselves represented in that space, either because of body size or skin color? You know, it it comes down again, I've developed um, an understanding and a clear understanding that I'm okay if I'm not for everyone. Mm -hmm. And I instill that within my own coaches. I instill that within my own community. And I think if someone can look at themselves and say, I love who I am and I know what I can bring to the table and I'm going to deliver what I'm so passionate about with joy and honor and grace, how can someone be mad at that? Mm. You know, how can someone be mad about someone saying, I love my body and my skin, mm-hmm. what I've built and what brings me joy and I'm going to deliver that. And so it's, it's, it's wild to think that anyone can see that in a negative way. So I say for those of you who may not feel like you are ready to shine your light, go shine it. Like you're loved and you're seen as something valuable and you bring something valuable to the table and roll your shoulders back, keep your chin high and say, there's someone out there that's waiting to see my story. And I'm happy to be the person to share it with them. I love that. And I think it's so, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, not like mature, but you know, having that self-awareness of understanding that not everyone's going to love you and not everyone's going to resonate or click with what you want to do. But as long as you can be proud of it and you're having a great time and you're connecting with others, then absolutely go and do it. Uh, Yeah. When all things are done with grace and pure intention, Mm. um, it's, it's hard to, to look down on that. You know, it's hard to look down on that. And from a power and flow perspective, there is a lot of forethought. There's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes to ensure that things are operating in a manner that keeps everyone feeling comfortable and safe and respected. Um, and that's the private work we do. But yeah, it's, it's important that people recognize that you have your people out there, you have your community out there. And for me, I had taught at so many different studios around the Valley before opening up power and flow that when I opened up power and flow, I thought for sure I would get all of these people that have been taking my classes at all these other studios. And I will say proudly 
that even though all these people loved my class at these studios, my current community, I would say 95% of them are brand new people that lived in the Valley and I'd never taken my class at any of these other places. Mm -hmm. They didn't even know I existed within my own state. But again, something was created out of passion and love and it brought us all together. And that wasn't by accident. That was by design. And I'm proud of that. I love that. And uh, are we all just waiting for you to go global or is it just <laughs> me? <laughs> I mean, I I will say that the, the way that I have traveled um, on behalf of my business to support other studios across Mexico and the U.S. And now I just recently went to Kuwait um, has even shocked me. But yeah, the there are no signs of stopping. And my goal would be to spread this kind of joy and love and work as much as I possibly can with whoever's willing to accept it. So who knows? I feel like I keep seeing like worldwide tour on my TikTok and I'm just like, well, what does that look like? You know? It does. It. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's exactly what I go. I'm like, well, I started a business. So what would it look like to do a trip on the yeah. East coast or, or whatever. Right. So yeah, those are actually conversations that are, have started and, and we'll see what happens, but it's definitely possible. And so we'll see. Yeah. No such word as can. Anything is possible. You got this. Awesome. Um, proof but, of it. Yeah. But thank you so much for coming on and, you know, spreading all of your joy and positivity to all of my listeners. If anyone wants to go and find you on socials or your website, where can they do that? Thank you again for having me. Um, my social is my name, the Christina Giraud on Instagram and TikTok. If you want to check out power and flow, it's underscore power and a and D flow on Instagram and TikTok as well. We have links in our bio, so you can find everything you want from there. Free YouTube classes, free on-demand classes, or I should say paid on-demand classes, but, um, and also in-studio classes. So everything you need to know is on our socials. Everything will also um, be tagged in the description to this episode. But Christina, honestly, thank you so much. You're welcome. It's been an absolute pleasure chatting with you. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you enjoyed this week's episode, then please don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe, and I will catch you all next week.